0: Glorious humans, gentle ladies, ladmen, men, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host, J.M., and this is your co-host...
1: Robbie. And I've just had some soup, which was, uh, yeah, was pretty tasty. Um, but more importantly, how are you doing today, <laughs> J.M.? I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm all right. I had some birthday cake um so i'm doing okay uh yeah well i had oatmeal for first breakfast and then second breakfast was birthday cake
1: In true hobbit tradition
0: true hobbit tradition yeah so we've got to make this quick because i'm late for elevensies
1: oh well i feel like we should uh do a belated rendition of happy birthday for your birthday so all the listeners all the listeners at home I want to hear you as loud as possible uh, singing along to this. And I'm going to ask that you uh, record yourselves singing along to this. Hashtag forecast and send them in on Twitter. We're going to go one, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear J.M. Rums of mayhem. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. There you go. Thank you, Robbie. Well Thank do- you,
0: everyone who sang along.
1: Yeah, well done, everyone.
0: Um. Well, gosh.
1: Did you have a nice birthday?
0: Yeah, I had an alright birthday. Stayed in. It was pretty chill. It's the day after Halloween, so uh... yeah. It's usually a bigger deal. I usually, you know, end up commandeering someone's Halloween party and claiming it's my birthday party.
1: <laughs> As always uh, good Halloween yeah. babies should.
0: Yeah. Uh but yeah. Yeah, it was alright. My my partner made me a lovely chocolate peanut butter cake. And Ooh. it's huge and delicious. And uh yeah. So That does yeah.
1: sound good. What did you did you guys do anything for Halloween? Did you dress up?
0: No. No, Mm. just, just hung out, stayed in. Um, yeah. yeah. I usually like to either, I, for Halloween, I either do almost nothing or go all the way. Yeah. Uh, so.
1: I feel, I feel that. Last year I went all the way. This year, uh, we went some of the way. But yeah we didn't get we didn't get dressed up no yeah we we stayed in as well, obviously, I mean we kind yeah. of had to <laughs> yeah. um but we stayed in, we carved some pumpkins and nice. uh and just yeah, we watched unsolved mysteries and horror movies, just kind of had a had a cozy one, which was good nice yeah nice um yeah, it was nice. we played some pumpkins. hades. Ooh, how is that? I haven't played that yet.
0: Oh, it's quite good. It's very, very mm. good. Yeah. It is. It's uh it's chef's kiss.
1: Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah Sweet- it's, Swedish Swedish
0: chef's kiss. Uh <laughs> I don't I don't think no. no, that's a different that's a different kind of chef's kiss. Um Yeah, no, it's it's really good though, really well made, uh, through and through. It's very pretty to look at. Gameplay is is good. Um the writing and voice acting are both great uh, the story is good it's uh yeah it's a lot of fun it's it's very interesting and um it's one of the, it's one of the few it's one of the few um i don't know if, about few but it, it 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 does the roguelike thing well in that it um a roguelike i guess in that there's a narrative reason for you being able to loop through and i always enjoy that in a game where there's a narrative reason um, why you can ah. keep going, and the okay. story continues. Like it's not like you have to get to the next part to continue the story. The story continues as you loop through, and the amount of writing they must have done, wow, um, you know, for contingent situations is is really great.
1: Wow. Okay, okay. I yeah. definitely want to check that out. Then I didn't realize that's how it was. That's how it worked. That does sound unusual.
0: Yeah, and I'm. I, you know, I, I, I. I I've only played, um, I didn't play Transistor, but I played, um, what was that, uh, Bastion, and I didn't care for Bastion all that much.
1: Mm, yeah, I don't re- I thought, I remember thinking it looked really nice. It's very um, pretty. Yeah, but I don't think I've bothered with it for that long. I didn't play Transistor either.
0: Yeah, and I wanted to, because again, it was gorgeous, so, um, but yeah, Hades is, is quite good. Mm. I recommend it, yeah. Nice. So, Yeah, yeah cool
1: well um we have a topic that we (laughs) that you have suggested for this week and yeah i think it's fair to say that we're both feeling a little uh apprehensive yeah trepidatious maybe sure other words meaning should we do this
0: um oh no i mean yeah i thought you meant about the state of the world Oh, Um, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. The the state (laughs) of the world
1: and the particular day on which we're electing. Oh, that was a. So, yeah. So we're
0: recording this on the United States election day, Tuesday, November third. It'll go out on November fifth, so we'll see, you know, how that goes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, which is uh, coincidentally
1: is bonfire day in uh, bonfire night in the UK. Is November the fifth, oh, which is fifth of
0: November, the Guy treason Fawkes. and gunpowder plot. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, pretty spicy week. Uh, yeah. So we, we thought we'd talk about
0: what, Jim? Well, just um, <laughs> politics and <in> video games. <laughs> sure. How they show up, where they exactly. are. Yeah. And and I apologize to, to you know folks that aren't in the U.S. that are sick and tired of you know U.S. politics. This will not be about U.S. politics in particular. Nope. We're not going to try to talk about that. Um, but, uh, you know, we're just, you know, they, just, you know, I'm in the headspace of, you know, I, I, of it and, uh, just, uh, you know, talking about, you know, the presence of politics in video games, how it shows up, where it shows up, uh, if it shows up at all. And, and, and I think something, you know, that we, that is, that is sinister in films and games and TV shows and everything is when politics quote unquote doesn't show up. Where they mm-hmm. where people claim that something is apolitical, um, because as Orwell said, all art is propaganda, and the, the what you transmit, what you broadcast, what you claim as just the kind of default line of reality is is you know that is propaganda, it is politics. Um, what you normalize as the baseline is political uh everything you know when it, when it, when it becomes mass consumption, uh well I mean even when it, even when a group of friends, you know. If you're doing a and d session, you know, how you, uh, exemplify things or how you portray things inherently, you know, shows your political leanings and biases and perceptions.
1: Yeah. Let's, uh, you know, let's be upfront right off the bat. If you are dice and you are making battlefield and you are saying in an interview, uh, that what you're creating is not political. <laughs> um, you're you're not only lying to yourself, but you're lying to every single consumer of your product. And yep. get fucked, I think, is the is the uh, correct response to that. Mm. Um, so, I agree. Uh, yeah, I think all video games. Uh, well, I would say the 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 vast majority of video games are uh deeply political not just you know the the big ones like an obvious one like a call of duty which is obviously a war mm. or a battlefield which are, uh, or uh, the division tom clancy oh look these are mm. all uh military games funny that mm-hmm. um <laughs> so military is you know, th- not political There's an inherent uh political bent there that we can all uh uh, well, we can we can see it right there in front of us, no matter how, how staunchly they may say that all they're doing is creating entertainment and, um, you know, it should be should be treated as as no more political than, you know, Hollywood blockbusters or whatever. But the fact of the matter is uh, the the film industry is still capable of exploring complex political themes at the very highest level and to the very highest degree, in a way that video games could do at the very highest level, uh, but they routinely don't fucking bother <laughs> because reaching the broadest, um, most impressionable audience, uh, you know, with the with the most blunt force, uh, predictable and conservative messages seems to be the order of the day.
0: Too much. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I know. I, I was just thinking about all that, and then then I was thinking about. Did you ever play Papers, Please? Do you know what? I didn't play it. Me neither.
1: Oh. Damn. I was hoping
0: you had. No. Uh, I, I had a friend who played it, and I watched him play it, and it was grim. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Just you know, just thinking of games that you know really dove into politics in that sort of way. Mm.
1: Yeah. It's funny, I was, so I've just been playing, I've just, so <laughs> the irony of this is not lost on me. The fact that I so vehemently uh, kind of expressed my uh, opinion on um, what AAA does or or doesn't do with regards to addressing the politics in their violent video games. Um, mm-hmm. I really love Hitman <laughs> and I've been playing a fuckload of Hitman 2 Um, I just got right back into it. Um, and my word, I love that game, but that's, that's a very political game. Politics pops up in that, obviously with, through the idea that there's this kind of, uh, I guess this, I guess it kind of addresses things like globalization and, um, cabals and all this kind of stuff. It's all, it's all very James Bond kind of turned up to eleven yeah and I think video games are quite good at i think video games are very good at being very cartoonish in that way um and and boiling politics down to very broad strokes yeah and maybe maybe that's what maybe that's what well, I mean, it must be what most people like, <laughs> otherwise they wouldn't keep... Well, sure, it's them. easier. Mm. It's
0: easier. Yeah. I mean, that's why, so America, uh, and I think the world uh, for a long time has had a, a fantasy and a fetishization of Nazis, mm. because they make such wonderful bad guys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can say, oh, they're evil, they're bad. Mm-hmm. And they are. Um, But there's they, sort of this aggrandizement of, of them over time and sort of keeping their iconography around and keeping them in the public consciousness probably longer than they should be. Mm. Um, I mean, they sh- we should all be aware, you know, of what the Nazis did and, you know, how fucking atrocious that was. Um, but the sort of constantly like you bring in, well, we need a bad guy. Ooh, it'll be Nazis. Oh, we need a bad guy. Ooh, it'll be Nazis. Like space Nazis, future Nazis. <laughs> like, oh, the Nazis, the Nazis. Yeah. Um, and so, so that I think is, is, is kind of a, is, is a very baseline politics in video games. There's good guys, bad guys. There's good government, bad government. Yeah. There is, you know, United States versus Nazis. Um, and the, the first game that came to my mind when I, when I thought of talking about politics, uh, in games was, um, soldier of fortune.
1: Hmm. I, did you play that? So I'm, um, I know the, I know the game. Um, yeah. and I'm, I'm struggling to remember exactly like what it's
0: like. It a first person, it was a first person shooter. It was very violent. Yeah. Um, I was, I, I really enjoyed it because when you got the 50 caliber, uh, you could, you could, blow, like, you could atomize people's heads, <laughs> and you could blow their limbs off. So when I was young and angry, mm. uh, I would go in and I would do that. And they were Nazis, so it was fine. They were neo-Nazis. Yeah. Um, and you know, you know, chasing neo-Nazis across the the world mm-hmm. to to blow them up and kill them. Um. And that was, you know, that was politics and video games. You know, they, you know, you, oh yeah, I get to kill Nazis. Oh yeah. Uh, These guys are bad guys. Boom, boom, boom. Shoot them up, shoot them up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that's, I mean, where a lot of, you know, where a lot of video games take their their mentalities. Good guys, bad guys. You know, America, Nazis. Uh, Mercenaries, Nazis. Everybody versus Nazis. But then you take, like, you need different bad guys, and then it gets weird because then you start just, you know, picking Middle Eastern countries. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, now it's a Western coalition versus, you know, Middle Eastern terrorists. Yeah. And not to say the terrorists don't exist in the Middle East. Uh they exist fucking everywhere. Yeah. Um
1: But that's your point, right? Is that yeah, the, this this kind of insidious terrorist uh, you know, threat that seems to have become the new because it's contemporary, right? So it becomes it becomes yeah. the new um bad guy in these movies it's everywhere yeah. it doesn't emanate you know from a specific country that's that's absurd to assume that that's the case you know it's it, it's it's oh. it's not an ideology tied to geography it's uh it's everywhere and yet yeah it's always like oh probably russia <laughs> you know or like or <laughs> probably the middle east somewhere maybe um, yeah yeah. I hear that.
0: And it's kind of ulti- I mean so when you're making a a shooter game, you know, it, first of all, the word I was going to say is lazy. It's lazy yeah. and it's irresponsible to just blanket, you know, mm. s- you say, you know, Middle East bad. Yeah. Um and uh but that's I mean and that's the thing. That's where a lot of a lot of politics in games comes from laziness. Comes from a lack of imagination, comes from a lack of, you know, digging into thought and you know for someone you know for the people who make shit like battlefield um, they're not interested in that yeah. you know? they're just interested in giving people a shooter to play and shoot 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 Yeah, um, it's cool, but it's just dangerous yeah it's like hmm? it's,
1: it's a cool thing to explore like the weapons were cool the uniforms were cool yeah. Like you know uh, identifying real life military conflict uh, as being cool <laughs> you know to put into a video game <laughs> and have fun with you know that's a, a whole conversation uh in and of itself i think and, yeah. and like i say I, I literally have spent all week playing hitman 2 i fucking love it <laughs> like i'm gonna <laughs> you know i can't we, we're all subject uh to this because we like playing video games it's just uh yeah yeah it's it's more about just being aware of it i suppose i'm not saying god yeah that we're that we're sitting here being like we're trying to make people more aware of politics in video games um I, I think in some i think in most cases it's it's stunningly obvious how political um video games are but
0: it's 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 easy to forget though mm. and i think that's it's it's so i have a lot of problems enjoying movies um just, just in general, <laughs> uh, I mean, I I love movies. Yeah. I love I love lots of movies. There are lots of you know movies and shows that I really love that are important to me because for me, um, I guess when I was young, like at some point, I learned about advertising and subliminal advertising, and I learned about propaganda, and I learned about stories and how stories form the way we think and how. Um, we, we take things from stories, you know, whether we mean to or not, Mm -hmm. we learn when, I mean, that, that's what makes us human is our ability to learn from a story. I think that is, that is the most human characteristic that we possess. Yeah. Um, like exclusively human. Like there's so many wonderful things that, you know, people have like, you know, oh, only humans use tools. And then like motherfucking fish use goddamn tools. Like every, like, but telling stories through language like language is almost uniquely ours and then to be able to construct a story yeah and then to hear a story and learn from a story and build a worldview from a story is is really what makes this is, is a gift to us it's very special for us to have totally so i take it very seriously
1: it's like when uh, c-3po tells the ewoks the story of the rebel the rebellion Ah,
0: <sighs> I love that part. Yeah, exactly. It's such a great part. Like you think, you
1: think that they're just like these simple, uh, kind of, uh, um, like feral, um, you know, you don't think that they're an intelligent life. You just like, they're just these weird creatures that live in the trees or whatever. Um, and then C-3PO tells them who they are and, and like, and, and everything that's happened and they go, Oh shit! Yeah, we fucking hate the empire too. Like we're gonna, we're gonna help you out. And that's like, yeah, all through the power of story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And he uses, I and he doesn't it. even need to. Box. He doesn't
1: even need to. He understands their language and he uses their language. But he, uh, he uses sound effects, and he, he needs. such a great. He moves scene. around and stuff like that. It's like he uses everything yeah. in his ability to, yeah, to tell a story, to tell, to explain something to another race of people. I love it.
0: Han Solo, Tiglo Carbon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So stories are important. Yes. And and you know what we what we get from stories is important. And and so it's important, I guess, just to be aware. And I, I bring up me not liking things because there's a price to be paid, I think, if you make yourself aware of what stories are telling you. Of what the politics are of what the message is um and trying to be aware of like what what how exactly they're portraying messages. Mm. Um because you know, it's just it, it 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 can be it it can be a shame. Uh and you might be the only person you know that really, really hates Mad Max Fury Road. because <laughs> um, it's trash. Uh so But it's important. It's important to be aware of what you're consuming, of what it means, and what, you know, and and then to find things that are nourishing to you. And if you have children or nieces or nephews and stuff like that, find things that are nourishing to them, you know, because that's what's important about stories is that we're transmitting information to other people and we're sharing stories with other people. And we're, you know, this is how worldviews propagate. And this is how really basic subliminal things are passed around. Yeah, and... I mean,
1: I think there's, I think it's, I think it's fairly uh, salient to say that video games, particularly, you know, the the, the kinds of which we're talking about, the larger, uh, more accessible games that have this that have a higher profile and are more familiar to people. But, you know, I think they do, they do come from a very conservative place and i don't mean that in like a all oh, video games are right wing and all gamers are right wing that's obviously not the case but if you if you look at kind of like the um we're starting to see now that video games are trying to be more progressive right so they're um hmm. trying to include um you know a lot more um uh, sexual orientations and races and different viewpoints and perspectives and that can only be a good thing mm-hmm. but it's difficult if that layer of um it's difficult to to really affect m- much in the in the psyche of gamers i think if that if that progressiveness is just kind of like layered on top of an existing mm. kind of very uh conservatively uh create conservative system yeah. the system's really engaged yeah. you know it's like uh, you could you could play you could be um a transsexual uh zombie space marine
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: on a virtue uh, like a um a, a very virtuous c- quest or whatever uh, in the galaxy but the actual but like it it but the uh the driving force behind the narrative is more than likely still rooted in like a very western empirical mm. you know kind of quest for um uh, domination or to uh or to convert a, you know an, an existing system colonialism yeah, to convert an existing system to uh, an yeah. ideology that is more familiar to us as you know um westerners today like that's that's yeah. what i was getting at or trying quite badly articulated but <laughs> y- yeah i think there's there's a lot of um fundamental things about video games that you don't even realize are, are you know, rooted in in what? political ideology. Like, yeah, yeah, just like the actual structure of a game. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, something like well, Tropico or something like that, you know, or, or SimCity. Uh, uh, maybe that's the mm-hmm. wrong idea. Civilization. Civilization. Well,
0: civilization, there's some things I definitely want to say about civilization, but just kind of pulling back to where you are, like kind of the baseline... Mm-hmm. Uh, mentalities are violence solves everything. Yes. Uh, colonialism is natural. It is natural to colonize and to, you know, take people over, infect people. I mean, what is it? What's the, what's the, the, what are the, the four C's? Is that the, the, no, four D. What is it? Four E. What is it? Expand, exterminate, Exploit explore explore expand exterminate exploit or something like that like the for the big like you know space sim games and oh uh, right like i've that. not
1: heard that before that's very good
0: yeah um but there's the sort of you know it's very natural to to um to kind of do that and so civilization you mentioned civilization uh one of the most fucked up things about that fucking series uh and i think it's gotten weirder like i think four was pretty all right and then it's gotten weirder since then Where like. Like, in 4, you could have slavery, but it was kind of like a shitty thing uh, and was, like, dark. Oh, well, like, and yeah. then, oh, like, oh, by, by the time you get to 6, it's just like, ah, slavery. It's just, you know, one of the systems you can yeah. choose.
1: Or, oh, yeah, but it's like, oh, but bear in mind, you know, like, it'll affect this stat. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. if you yeah. if you use slaves, you get this buff, but you get, <laughs> but you get this nerf. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, that's what we're boiling it down to
0: but there's also like barbarians in civ games there'll be like little encampments and there'll be barbarian encampments and it's your job just to go kill them uh or they'll they'll come and you know fuck up your units yeah. and it's really weird cuz you go land on another continent and then there's barbarians around and those are the default bad guys and it's like that's cute for a video game yeah like you have to have like i guess you know random mobs or whatever yeah. but the truth is there that's not a that's not how the world has ever actually been really. There aren't just like evil little groups of people that are just there to you know hinder you so you can level up your units. Yeah. There are other cultures and tribes and indigenous peoples around the world, like that 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 have been doing their own thing. Yeah. So that when you arrive and you just go, ah, bah, barbarians! Which which is also just uh, isn't barbarian just a a particular tribe of uh people outside of rome that fought against the romans yeah,
1: i think you know no different from the hun or
0: yeah the visigoths yeah
1: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. uh so yeah civ is, civ is pretty fucking problematic <laughs> uh because it does it boils everything down to stats which you know on some level you have to do because it's a game and that's the thing like because when it started you know when you're talking about civilization the first one it's just a video yeah. game very very basic stuff. Like they're doing as much as they can with what they've got, but I mean it's, you know it's fucking four eighty sixes. Yeah. Like nobody even knows what a four eighty six is anymore. <laughs> um but you're running it on a four eighty six, so you've got, you know, you don't have all that much to work mm-hmm. with. Um and so now so at that point it's kind of, you know, it's almost like a board game. It's just an advanced board game and there's really only so much you could get in there. But as they've continued to grow and that's the thing, like the responsibility should, should, but I, I mean, I think the responsibility should grow as the game gains depth, but it's still just, a yeah. Uh, so so I,
1: yeah. I was, I was about to, <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. I think, you know, uh, we've reached the point in the, uh, in the, uh, uh, the, the scale and the scope and the, and the possibilities in video games that really, there's no excuse you know uh to be you know anybody who uses that excuse like oh we're not we're not getting political in in our game Uh, i think if if you're saying that there's no excuse for you not not to actually mean it because like uh yeah it's possible it's entirely possible to uh, well maybe i'll get that wrong i'm i mean rather than saying we're not doing this to be political or we're we're not involving any politics in our games you either um yeah go to the go to greater lengths in order to uh make sure you're you're backing that up but i think more intelligently a more intelligent response is to just admit that all video games are political in one form or another because even if even if all you're doing is making a video game that just uh um it's it's just part of the status quo the status quo is political (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) it's like um yeah but as you as you were saying as well and as I've said, I still play Hitman. Like it, it, it's we still yep. just like to play video games because they're fun to play. Um and I think I think if we want to get into the idea of uh you know how how can we how can we improve, how can we uh, make better changes in video games to be more inclusive or um be more honest ab- about the the politics that are in their games, I think um That, uh, oh, fuck, I've lost my train of thought.
0: I don't like to play games that I find politically offensive. And I'm pretty sensitive to, so, Star Wars Squadrons, released by EA. um, Very weird, very fucking weird narrative. Mm. uh, With the Empire, like, as just, like, goth good guys kind of thing yes um and like the 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 plot i'll just fucking you know the plot is that the rebels are building a new fucking star destroyer destroyer ship they're building a new capital ship like somehow the rebellion didn't or the new republic couldn't have built a fucking capital ship on their own like it's a big secret project Mm -hmm. so anyway they build a weapon and that is like what they're trying to save and then uh, the Empire comes and, and, you know, you're switching back and forth. The Empire destroys the weapon and that's their victory condition. Hold on. Uh, and Hold then, on. Yeah. So
1: in this game, the yeah. Rebellion has gone from...
0: New Republic, I think.
1: Has But, in you know, New Republic, yeah. whatever. Yeah. The good guys, quote unquote, the good guys. Yeah. They, they've they now resorted to building a super weapon themselves. Yeah. Uh, that's the okay. plot. Just wanted to clear that up.
0: Yeah, that the that the New Republic has built a, a that they've been scavenging, they've been destroying and scavenging star destroyers, and they used those to cobble together uh, a fucking <clears throat> they call it the Starhawk, oh. and it you know it's just a it's just a larger capital ship. Yep, um, and like the Empire, like so. The, the the main dude who's like in charge of the rebels used to be imperial and then he left because it was just too much badness and so he joined the rebels or the whatever and uh and then like so the 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 imperial squad leaders got like a vendetta against him so they're after him and the imperial should like basically track them down and destroy the the starhawk and then it like gives like a like a closing cinematic of like ah oh, the imperials did a good job and strength and uh, stalwartness like or whatever the fuck discipline like- well but then when you win as the rebels it does the same thing except for the for the republic like ah oh, the th- th- sure-heartedness and dumb shit and it was just really fucking weird mm.
1: they did that in the clone wars series as well it was always yeah. like it always had this. It had this like narrator at the beginning of each episode, saying like, "Oh, oh, nice." Uh, like a like a sort of like a news bulletin type thing, you know, of like yeah. a recap of like uh, where the episode was or whatever. And I, it, I, I enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie because it kind of uh, it it made it feel like this kind sure. of uh, serialized, you know, kind of, uh, um, yeah. I, I don't know. It made it feel a little bit more like an adventure um a bit more old school in that regard or whatever yeah but obviously you know (laughs) given the conversation that we're having it's that in itself is you know rooted in certain thoughts and feelings about attitudes towards war and how that you know how that is all uh you know how that is all uh broadcast to the masses or whatever
0: well it's this sort of perpetual war that war is the natural state of humankind that war is what will always happen and what will always be and goodness is derived from one's participation in war well it's that virtue is derived from violence Yeah.
1: yeah and and even if you're the underdog you you still it's it even the underdog still has a moment of power a moment of overcoming you know like uh, the threat because the the yeah. the badness is always supposed to be about power right like power corrupts and um the most power you know the evil guys are always generally always like really powerful and you're just like oh no like how on earth are we supposed to defeat them how you know we're, we're crushed under the jackboot of um you know these evil space nazis in the example of uh, yeah. of star wars or whatever and and the rebels yeah. fight back you know with with whatever they can they just you know they 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 engage the fucking death star with a handful of like shitty little fighters because they they got some plans that says if we can get in there with a fighter we might be able to take down this fucking space station so that's what they do yeah. but <laughs> right so that's a nice scrappy underdog story Uh, But then you have the Jedi and the Sith are very dark and powerful and this, that and the other. But lo and behold, you know, the light side of the force is capable of being even stronger Um, and not non-lethally in the case of the original Star Wars, at least in terms of Luke not using the force to murder someone directly. But he sort of is responsible for hundreds of thousands of death on the death star but then that's another conversation
0: yeah, that's, that's 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 a little different uh, i'm
1: sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry to i apologize to you and i apologize to our poor listeners who have had to listen to me just talk absolute bollocks <laughs>
0: is hitman that bad i mean i mean you, you just you're you just...
1: you're you're literally you know a, a kind of like a uh you're a hitman. hitman you're an emotionless uh motiveless uh assassin um that sure. just does the bidding of you know whoever fucking points you in a direction and says this person's bad, go and get them. And you, and you're spun all these different things. Like these people are part of a drug cartel. um, These people are developing uh, weapons of mass destruction, you know, all of these kind of things, but it's all, it's all drenched in that it's James Bond, right? So it's like, it's all, it's all drenched in that whole kind of like new world order. Um, And, and, you know, whether you're murdering billionaires or you know uh back water um you know crack dealers or whatever it might be it's all it, it's all derived from a place of uh western political motivation
0: it's very capitalist isn't it yeah it's just about getting money and getting gear and getting loot
1: yeah well no,
0: not uh, not really and not, not loot so much in that one I yeah
1: guess. like the, it's very very gamified so like it's all about the, the reason why i love playing it so much is because uh in the new ones the world is just so vast each each sandbox yeah. is just really detailed and enjoyable and there are so many paths to um achieving various goals because there there is the assassination goals and then there are various other things so like ways and means of achieving those assassinations or just other little um kind of achievements that you can get throughout the levels so that's why i really like playing it so it it's in in terms of like video game logic it's it's that that the game loop is complete it go back do something else go back do something else like until you're 100% at a level um but the overarching narrative i mean and obviously the goal is to still eliminate people right so it's it's a murder simulator yeah. um and then and then the the overarching narrative is this kind of global conspiracy type story so um what in the midst of assassinating targets you might also have to like gather data like find this usb that has a file on it or you know stuff like that um yeah so there's there's other bits and pieces going on but it's all yeah it's all um it's all tied to politics very very it's a very political game
0: Hmm. yeah i'm not trying to shame you for playing i mean
1: no, I play nobody could shame me for playing hitman i, fuck, I fucking <laughs> love it <laughs>
0: um you know i love you know i love playing grand theft auto online yeah um, i i enjoy their political commentary a lot uh it's very well written it's very uh very incisive yeah. uh and some of it hurts me over here on the left yeah. um you know, there's, I mean, the, people should play video games and have fun and, and do whatever. It's just, I guess it's, I just, uh, I don't know. just want to talk about the presence of it, that it exists and that it's something to be aware of. I mean, famously, people were talking about, you know, since the, they did the Final Fantasy VII remake, how it's very, <laughs> like, you know, you're part of a, you know, radicalized guerrilla group <laughs> who's trying to basically stop super fracking <laughs> yeah. uh, from happening. <laughs> um, which, by the way, fracking is just some of the most hideous shit oh, yeah, man. uh um you know and but it's just something to just i don't know it's just on my mind yeah. it's just something to i don't i don't know that there's any agenda in this no. and i don't want to shame no. anybody for anything no. uh i fall I prob- guys is egalitarian
1: <laughs> i feel like I, I i went in quite hard on the neoliberalism of uh triple a video games which was maybe a little unnecessary but um (laughs) but uh yeah at the end of the day you know i I, if if someone gave me like a a video game that was uh wholly informed by far left politics i guarantee it'd be shit (laughs) so you know i'm not gonna would it i'm not gonna sit here and argue that one is better than the other um
0: what about a cooperative farming sim uh
1: that'd probably be quite do you not like pretty good i mean
0: do you do? I mean, do you, like uh, what's the Stardew Valley? What's that game? Yeah, Stardew Valley. Do you enjoy Stardew Valley and that Never sort of thing? Never played it. Never played Stardew no. Valley. Oh, it's quite good. Yeah, my it's, well, my uh...
1: girlfriend. I've been getting quite into Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Ah, oh. which uh, oddly enough capitalist yeah, that is fuck. a fucking capitalist game that's the most capitalist game i've ever seen it is, it is. um
0: although it's a little different because it is possible they're actually paying yeah,
1: yeah but i've been playing that and that that's very odd game because everything's so delightful <laughs> and it's like mm-hmm. even some of like in real life some of the most stress inducing kind of uh uh things that a human being can possibly go through um like redeveloping a house <laughs> you know um <laughs> you know it's all it's all made just it's all made quite pleasant um and almost almost to the point of being boring i must admit but um yeah i've been playing a well i've been playing it but i've been my girlfriend's been playing it and i've been asking lots of questions she's been telling me about it and stuff and um yeah i mean i do love i do love very very kind of uh lo-fi games that are very gentle and uh comforting the
0: farmings the farmings much better in in uh Stardew Valley
1: yeah. it's 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 basically just 100% based around farming right
0: uh no no there's a lot of other stuff there's, I know you know, there's like, meeting people yeah. and there's there's some dungeons and stuff like that. If you want to go fight, oh. uh, and you need to to get certain materials. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot more to oh, that so game. You than still just for have me. to
1: go and fight. Uh,
0: it's yeah. There's stuff. I mean, yeah. There's stuff to do. Cancelled. I mean, it's still a video Fucking game.
1: Cancelled. Too violent. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. It's. I mean, there's a uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Is uh is a cooperative game. It's very capitalistic. Yeah. Uh and there is there is killing in that, but it's it's uh it's a little weird because the killing feels like it's like more of a tedious thing you don't want to have to do. Also though, there's also, you know, the sort of sense that you are invading, you know, someone else's planet to mine it for minerals and exploit it for mm-hmm. minerals. Um but I don't think I don't know. I don't get the impression that uh, that Deep Rock Galactic tries to portray you as the good guys. You're just there to doing a job, which I suppose can be said to be politically insidious in that like, oh, people just doing their job like that <laughs> yeah. by mining a planet to death. But it's also not a real planet. Um, you know, and it's mostly just about completing missions cooperatively. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, What's, you know, th- th- no game can have political immorality no, no, or no. anything, you know, absurd like that in order to be fun. Yeah. Uh, Red Strings Club is very, uh, I would say, very left. Yes. Um, and there's not a lot of, like, it's not an action game, but I think it's an excellent game. Dropsy is about hugging people. Dropsy is a political game, to my mind. Uh, it's about being, un like, naturally unlikable. Mm being you know off-putting to people but endeavoring to do kindness and bring joy wherever you go
1: yeah i agree in carrion you're a monster
0: carrion you are a monster carrion you are you're a you're an otherworldly creature devouring all the humans around you I like
1: that because i like that it's like the the creature has been uh contained it's been exploited and experimented on by humans and the but the creature only only knows what one way to defend itself and that's like just through raw aggression <laughs> and i quite i quite yeah. enjoy that because you're still in you're still vulnerable as well um but uh yeah you you the only way out is through and i quite enjoy that about that game there's something quite yeah. uh there is something quite uh empowering about carrion i think
0: yeah oh yeah it's definitely i mean there's a lot of power fantasy yeah. in that one and a lot of video games are power fantasy uh, i mean even even animal crossing uh yeah the power yeah. of real oh, estate Carrion's development so <laughs> i mean yeah the power of real estate the power of you know i mean you get to decide where all your neighbors live. yeah <laughs> wasn't there, there's a
1: game there was a game called uh house flipper did you ever play that yeah i think it was called House no. Flipper. It was, it was like a game where you had to literally, you, you buy a house, you do it up, you flip it. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) and as a fan of all of these like awful (laughs) home design fucking reality shows, uh, that was quite fun. But again, see politics is everywhere in video games.
0: Well, it's in everything. It is. It's 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 in everything. Nice. There are polit- politics somewhere, and where how they're placed, you know, and where they are, how prominent they are, you know, is you know important to be aware yeah. of. Yeah, at the very. <laughs>
1: Still, they've managed to make it this far <laughs> through the podcast this week without going. Devolver fuck Devolver. Um, I, yeah, uh, I hope that you know. Oh no, it's probably it's probably stretching <laughs> the legitimacy of our opinions too far to suggest that anybody's learned anything from this. Uh, yeah, I don't think
0: we've been particularly educational. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but hey, you know. Uh, it's not really about that. At the end of the day, it's just about. It's just. It's just part of the, the world of video games. It's part of it all, and we. That's what we like to talk about. We like to talk about video games in all their different forms and and stuff.
0: And stuff. Yeah. And stuff. Gorn is political as fuck.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> well. Happy November 5th, everybody.
1: Remember, remember the 5th of November?
0: The gunpowder treason and plot? That's the one. I can think of no reason the gunpowder treason ever should be forgot.
1: Let's go let off some fireworks.
0: Kaboosh. You know, it's funny. Uh, and Maybe I should not talk about this, but Nigel Farage actually looks like a fucking character from that movie from V for Vendetta oh uh, Jesus <laughs> <Matt>. <laughs> there's a fucking like shitty douchey like fucking blah 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 guy blah, 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 blah. No. um and yeah sorry for mentioning an actual real person yeah. <clears throat> I'm yeah. gonna
1: make a video game in which uh, all you do is you crush Nigel Farage's head in a vice <laughs> 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 And you can it do it sell. as many times as you want. <laughs> There's a quick restart button and away you go.
0: That sounds that sounds great, Robbie.
1: How's that for politics?
0: Boom, motherfucker. Robbie out. Peace.